Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Saturday, November 4th, Texas Motor Speedway is having a Junior Nation appreciation party and you are invited. A live Q&A with Junior Motorsports drivers as well as snacks and beverages. For more information, go to texasmotorspeedway.com. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup Car, the 7 Xfinity, and the <laughs> so 29 gross. truck. And joining me today with his do funny. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> you go next. Hey guys, it's KB, and next to me with a face brighter than a tomato. <laughs> tomato. <laughs> it's Brett Griffin, spotter oh. of the number one Xfinity car and with Ellie Sadler. This and show so Clint far. Boyer in the Cup Series. <laughs> this show has ended Already. before it started. Little do they know. Brett was enlightening us on what his oh. grandmother used words for parts of their bodies. Oh, I just spilled my water on me. That's your Did sweat. it get on your do funny? Oh. <laughs> we had some weird sayings That's in South Carolina. Weird. And my mother, my grandmother on my mother's side of the family was quite a hoot. So, If you were a boy, what'd you have? You had a do funny. <laughs> I can't believe you guys have never heard that. That's not a thing. That is not that a, is thing, not a thing And if you were a girl? I can't tell you. I'm not calling out the girl part on this show. I'll let my mom tweet it. Well, Brett, you called it a monkey. Oh, uh, I didn't call it a monkey. <laughs> my grandmother called it a monkey. And what would she say when it got hot? Oh, <laughs> no. Y'all are so terrible. today's show is brought to you by One Main Financial. And baby powder. <laughs> this will uh, be the final show of the season. We're going to be shut down after this one, probably. Yes, yes. So I got to tell you all this story before we get rolling into this. Any funny. You see this picture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looks this like dog is, food. This is on my counter as soon as you walk in my Cookie garage crisp. door. So you walk in my garage door, and, and there's this bowl of stuff, right? So I get this text this weekend from Claudia, and it says, Dave has been eating dog treats every time he comes over to our house. He thought they were snacks. He was steady eating them tonight. And I did a double take and I said, hey, Dave, those are dog treats. And he said, oh, my God. And then he started itching himself and started telling dog jokes. And he told us that one time when you were grilling out, he ate the whole bowl. So I'm like, this guy's coming over here. Yes, this guy's coming over to my house and eating all my dog treats. So we're laughing. So then I text Dave and I was like, hey, man. Uh, Claudia just told me you were over at my house eating all of our dog treats. 
And you know what Dave, Dave texted me back? He's like, I just got finished dry humping my wife's leg and in the woods. Oh, my God. <laughs> he really didn't know that they were dog treats he when he was eating them? like shredded wheat. <laughs> what? That's, That's hmm. special. He ate the whole bowl one time. That's disgusting. Dave is my buddy from Long Island, New York, and uh, we hang out and cook out and goof off all the time. But and can he eats you believe dog food. he's eating dog treats? Nasty. Oh, I cried. I literally was sitting there watching college football, <laughs> and tears were running down my face as I was reading this. Were the, was that the was that really dog treats? Yes. It looks like Cookie Crisp. It's not Cookie Crisp. It's dog treats. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Well, Dave, is, is Dave growing a tail? Look at him. That's <laughs> special. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy, man. I feel bad for your dog, man. Your dog's getting shafted. I know. He's I know. eating all the treats. Poor, poor Dave. What's Josh doing out Look there? Look how tall Josh oh, yeah. is. Is he trying to kill a spider? What's he doing? They're trying to get the speaker to work, I think, in is the store. A, is there a bird's nest up there? Bird's nest. <laughs> so, we just got back from Kansas. I love Kansas. It was windy as a holy moly it was. man. It was windy. I broke yeah. my brush. It's the Midwest, though. My it's hair. Supposed, that's why the Wizard of Oz was from there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be windy. Yeah, supposed to be windy. It's Tornado Alley. That's where Toto's from. Yeah. Kristen. Well, it was super windy. It was even windier when you were on a golf cart. So or, I saw that you got flowers. Dress. I saw that you got flowers over the weekend. Aww. I did. Clint's He's... calling. Should we answer that? Yes. No, we're not answering that. Uh, Let's answer it. What did you get flowers for? Just because he's a sweetie pie. Yeah. He's a very thoughtful person. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Is he in the doghouse? Just no. out of nowhere? Yeah. What's wow. he want? What's he do when he gets in the doghouse? <laughs> yeah. What's he He's want? He's never been in the doghouse. No. No. Never. No. Never. He's so, it's so funny because he looks angry. He looks mean. What he looks disgruntled. But he's such a he's a good guy. I yeah. found the one here in the industry. Just one. Just one. What is that just anyway? One. It's my buddy Dave. It's his bar at his house. Just one. You want to come over for just one and it turns out to be Dave, just, just one treat. Dog treat, Dave. Just one treat, Dave. Dog treat, Dave. Just one, Dave. Dog treat Dave. That's his new nickname. <laughs> Dave, just one. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Does he sit? Does he shake? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> in the woods. Uh, and drives his wife's leg. <laughs> okay, let's go on here. <laughs> okay, we just yeah. got back from Kansas. Focus. I'll tell you what. Let's talk about it. TJ, were you downwind from Josh yesterday? I was towards turn one, so I didn't have that problem with him. Oh, I, I looked over at Brett one time and he he was a look like he was gonna throw up. I went and stood and by he, TJ. He did step back, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I look over there, and Josh is smiling. I was gonna take. I had a little uh, energy. Not this shake. Josh. Oh, in Josh here. Williams. Yeah, Josh Williams is smiling. He had ate entirely too many beans with his barbecue. I mean, I'm telling you, I was having a hard time concentrating. I'm up there <laughs> saying four wide, and I'm tasting. Just I'm like, God, oh, you, okay. how am I supposed to concentrate? <laughs> you have to say taste, <laughs> dude. It was thick. It was bad. <laughs> This was up on the spotter stand? Yes, in open air. Just imagine riding an airplane home. You all eating guy. all the brisket in Kansas? I didn't eat anything. Uh, oh, that my gosh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Downwind from Josh Williams. Josh, do you have any other sounds we could use for Josh Williams? Mm, I don't know. I'm going to have to look at this thing. <laughs> I like how TJ calls out his initials. Josh Williams. Yeah. Do you have any other? Uh, well, she said it first. Yeah, I think uh, I guess Blaney. Blaney had a good run yesterday. Though. Blaney did have a good run. Blaney. Josh had the runs after the fact, but Blaney went from Jesus. like 40th to like 20th in like 10 laps. Caused him to come out, and I'd be like, Josh, please, man, just go, please, just, you're killing, just go. 
It's bad enough up here. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough situation. Did to he be check his pants afterwards? Uh, I, hopefully, he threw I'll them out. I don't know <laughs> if you can wash them. <laughs> I don't know if you can wash it out of them. That's it was, gross. It was horrendous. Yeah, Josh. Remember when Josh came on here? Were you here when he uh, did? No, he's filling in for me. He came in and said uh, he goes to the cookout and spends like seventeen dollars on himself. Yeah, and like everything there costs a dollar. Yeah, he says he and it, he had, he knew exactly what he ordered too, like yeah. seventeen dollars. It's like a pattern. Y- yes, yeah. and uh, but um, he's you know, funny. He is funny. He just bought a house. Did you know that? Oh, did he? Yeah. He's moving out of Dale Jr.'s place. He's moving out of that house and moving up the street. Oh, nice. So yeah, big time. So so Josh lives in the shack. He does it's live in a shack. But as soon as you walk in it, you're like, man, it's really nice in here. It's actually not bad. But from outside, it looks like. Oh, it looks <laughs> terrible it, it from looks outside. Like, yeah, it looks like yeah. a rundown meth house. He lives on the property? <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's kind of not really on the property. It's it's off um, Weathers Creek or whatever, hmm. the next road. But over it literally, there. from the road, it looks like shack. You're like, it does. I ain't going in here. It's a little two-bedroom, <laughs> little dining in room. And it's done up like a little Miami condo. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's the- not bad inside. It's pretty wow. nice. Probably stinks. CJ probably paid for the remodel. Remember that time you remodeled your bathroom and then moved out? Yeah, that was sucked. That one sucked. He that remodeled. Sucked. That he sucked. Re- he remodeled his rental house, thinking that he's going to potentially. I saw that bathroom too. Buy it was a nice bathroom. Yeah, you you went. You looked at the house. You almost yeah. moved into it. Yeah. So CJ I, remodels it, and then they kick him out. How much it cost you? I, mo- I bought a house from. Um, <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. Let's so, tell. Let's tell the true story. How much did it cost? you? I went into it thinking, um, okay, well, I'm splitting it because. I didn't own the house. And I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll split it. I'm like, cool. All right. So I go in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend like a couple grand on this. I think we've told this story before on this show. Contractors yeah. are shady. Yeah. They're the guys that be like, oh, no, but I can do it for that. Yeah, yeah. Then like, you know, they're working for a month and like, oh, by the way, now I went from, you know, four grand total. Now it's going to be seven. So, yeah. So um, that's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I don't trust contractors now. And I ended up moving out. I ended up buying a house whenever the government had that first-time homebuyer's deal when they gave you the basically a down payment on a house. Right. So I moved out. You lost it, your remodel. I lost my remodel. So, Del Jr., if you would love to pay me for that, I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to pay me back Y'all for that. Y'all were arguing this morning on Twitter. He said he was in a great mood yesterday morning, and oh, as soon yeah. as he heard TJ talk, it ruined no, it. No, so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I, I had a, like a cable or a radio go bad or something, and it's not like when that happens, it's not a comfortable feeling. It's when, alarming. So he's like, yeah, I was out here. I can't hear. We passed the 19 car and I cleared him and he didn't, he never heard me. He's like, oh, and he comes on the radio and he goes, spot the race, TJ. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, I cleared you by that car. And then I'm realizing, like, I keyed up again. He's like, I was out here static. So he's already lying to the public because he's yelling at me because he can't hear me. So I change radios and down the backstretch, I'm like, all right, you got me now. And he keys up so fast that I can't tell what he says. I asked Greg on, too. I'm like, Greg, did you hear what he said? No, I didn't hear him. So down the front stretch, I'm like, all right, man, just making sure you got me. Will you shut the phone? Just leave me the phone. Just leave me the phone. And I'm like, okay, then. All right. So under caution, I, I tell him, like, look, you know, whenever I change radios, I need to make sure you can hear me. Like, and it's important that you hear me because it's mandatory. Yeah. You know, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, next time I'll just assume all my stuff's perfect, then you can hear me, and then you can just go about your business. He's like, okay, smartass. I'm like, well, and I, next on my list was, well, I'd rather be a smartass than an ass. Yeah. So okay. I didn't say that, but I wanted to. <laughs> so TJ is one of the few that, that doesn't listen to himself. 
So I have a radio, and this came from a lot of pilots that started spotting. I have a radio that when I key up and start talking, I hear myself in the other ear. So we're able to hear that crackle and that static. And, and to TJ's point this time, the inability to communicate. So TJ does it the old way, which is the way we used to do it 10, 15 years ago. And it just... It, once you get used to listening to yourself, you can't go away from it because when you key up and you don't hear yourself talk, it freaks you out. So my suggestion is before you get to Logano next year, you have them buy you a new radio. <laughs> See, I used to scan myself. I just And then I got really used to it. And then when they took the digitals away, thanks. Um, they, uh, <laughs> that too. Um, see, I used to scam myself with the digital. What a dick. <laughs> I used to scam myself with the digital and then I got used to not scanning myself and I never, never had a problem. You know, really quick. If you, if you have an issue, like people let you know really fast and I can switch that. I have a second radio that I can switch to the channel that I'm on to spot if I have to, right. but, um, you know, you just want to. It's it, you never like your stuff to go bad. I'm surprised your stuff doesn't go bad as mo- more than it does. Is mine never goes bad. I keep gotta, mine mangled up in my spotter. When bag. you're staticky, it hurts my ears. You should see how Brett puts his radios away. It literally is open up the backpack, stuff it in, Jump however it fits, and go. I'm the type that I pack my stuff up like OCD type. Is your have, anal retentive? I don't have whatever issues. My cords are great. So I don't know what the issue. I think it's a radio. It's got a new cord on it from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, but I don't know. But yeah, right. he if was a little angry. We don't hear you on the radio. Shannon and I'll blow you up over text. Okay. Thanks. So Dell Junior tweets Except for the morning. text won't go through because signal is right. Yeah. So. <laughs> we don't have service. I guess he's feeling froggy this morning still. So, so he wanted to get up and tweet at it. So I decided to let him know about his restarts as well. Yeah, I saw you imply that he doesn't get good restarts. Well, not when you're three car lanes back. When we when we get to the line, I mean, Jesus. Okay. Oh, we we, we are. What? I heard Justin that. tell you that. Justin? <laughs> Allgaier. Oh he yeah. Said something, he's like, that's making us slower. <laughs> <laughs> and it really wasn't, but I didn't. I wasn't in a position to argue at that point in time. We were. That's that the meanest that thing he's funny. ever said to you. I was. I was scanning y'all during that one. <laughs> Well, you, when a car when you, a car's on the outside of you, you want to slow it down. Slower. Well, it doesn't make you slower, but like, you got to slow okay. in the Xfinity series. You got to slow them down. Hey, Justin listens to this podcast because he got mad at me one time. So be careful what you say. I'm not. Hey, man, we were having a we were having a problem with our motor. Alan we, started listening we, to it too. Yeah, we had a um. I I don't know. I didn't talk to Jason yet today, but I think he's. It sounded like a header. We had a hole in a header or something like that. And it was costing us a little horsepower in the straightaway, but yeah. um. You know the Xfinity cars are so close. You got to use the air big time at a place like that. When a car when a car's around the outside and you're trying to race them, you need, they're going to stay way away from you. You know, on the front stretch on the high side. Yeah. In my opinion, you need to be when he gets that run and he gets to your quarter pound, you need to be up there slowing him down. Yeah. And I was telling Justin like slow him down if you want to race him. If you want, we need to slow him down. And he said it was making us slower. Um, but you know it it's just we were getting past at that point in time. But um, we ended up. Finishing solid still and and um, yeah, you did. Yeah, Elliot hollered at me to start the race, and I I still don't know what he was fussing about. Well, let's see with these. You gotta tell me something sooner, and I'm like, oh, ten four. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have I, no I was, idea. What I was I've, scanning then too. I have no idea what y'all, he's y'all gotta about. let me know. Must be something you, in the water in Kansas for these drivers. I'm doing man. all Jesus. I can up here, dog. Like, this is all. You, I may not be the best spotter, but I'm the best one you got. You know. 
you're what I got right now. You're sometimes do they do fuss at us, and we're like, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're mad at. I thought I did really good right there. <laughs> so wait a minute, you're yelling at me because you can't hear me, and then you're gonna bash me for hearing me. Okay, how me? These oh, guys get such a thankless job. They get bipolar when they put they do helmets on. They do. They absolutely do. He mentioned that last night. I was like, I don't know what it is. When you put that helmet on, you get real mad real quick. I said, maybe you should try a headset. <laughs> yeah, Michael Walter P. He had a funny line. He said, "You know, I'm the only guy I know that can ride in a carpool lane by myself." <laughs> I don't get it. Multiple personalities. Yeah, got it. Yeah, good I don't job. Know my head. Okay. All right, we're going into spot on, spot off. Because why are you dressed up today? It's just it's comfy. It's Monday. I wish I could wear that actually. This what? dress. What? I mean, it'd be a little big on me up top. It's just, but no, it's it stretches it would be though. Super comfortable. It's so comfortable. It's like wearing pajamas. We need to be able to spot in those. <laughs> You want to wear a dress? If we if we say we feel like a woman, can we spot that? I just want to wear shorts. Hey, we, we can't wear shorts, but if you're a you, you know you, you know you might be able to wear this. Maybe I don't. Can what you wear a dress happen? on the spotter stand? I don't know. It's a good question. I feel like, but like if people are looking up, why don't you stay them? for a Sunday race and find we'd, out? We'd wear eh, we'd I'm wear good. we'd wear underwear. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Well, we, you were talking all, about people looking up our dress. In all honesty, we should be allowed to wear shorts. We should be able to wear shorts. If you can wear like khakis or something decent looking, we Do should be able to Do you know why they tell shorts. us we can't wear shorts? Tell me. Because your white ass legs? <laughs> because they are they don't want us on TV with shorts on. Why? I don't understand. Why show us then? Don't put the cameras up there. Don't put And when they on do us. show you on that spotter cam, you can't tell. I can never find you two. So I always wear a white hat. You can't hat. see. You see figures, but you don't see well, that my, close. I barely see over the rail, so you probably can't. <laughs> you see TJ's forehead. <laughs> All you see is eyes and, it, it, and a headset. Oh, man. All right. Spot on, spot off. Brett, the big one at Kansas. Man, spot off because I got in it. I look up and Eric Jones is turned 45 degrees to the right. He's gotten loose and overcorrected. And he's shooting back up the racetrack to the wall, and you know it's going to be big. And I'm like two rows behind it. Obviously, we couldn't stay high. We were going to pile drive everybody. I scream, go low. Clint goes low. Suarez shoots back across the racetrack, and we ass pack him. And it, it messed up our day. We had a fast car. And uh, two days in a row, wrecked. One day, came back to finish second. And that day, 19th. So, spot off. That sucked. Yeah. You made it through, right? <clears throat> yeah, we made it through somehow. I'll go spot off as well, and I'm, I don't know, man, that's, to me, this, I'm spot off because I, there, there's a, there's an issue here that I think, and, um, you know, I don't know if, it, if it's, if he's trying too hard or, or, or what here, you know, I expect some rookie mistakes and that's fine, but, um, <clears throat> when you're racing around all these guys that are, that are racing for a championship, I don't, I think you're trying too hard at that point. When you drive over, when you get over your head like that. And I mean, you were on some of the older tires out there. You weren't yeah. on new tires. So I'm spot off because you need to know the scenario more and what know your limits more. Um, you know, it, that's just my opinion on it. There's a lot of people with a lot on the line, and he took a lot away from them is what TJ is implying. Yes. I thought it was crazy, though. They were going 204 miles an hour. Yeah. At Kansas. Spot, spot on, on, spot off. On 204 miles an hour. Spot on, man. That's cool. If you're going 204 down the straightaway and you have to slow down to 150, 160 in the corner, 
you're going to put on a good race, you're going to be able to pass, and you're going to have multiple grooves, and that's what Kansas we had. Kansas is a good racetrack. That's what we had yesterday. It's a great – even the Xfinity cars is fun. Like, you can move around. The, when the Xfinity cars run the wall, <laughs> can make it happen. Yeah. That's a good racetrack. When the straightaway speeds are high and the corner speeds are low, it increases the opportunity for passing because it means they're off the gas, on the brake, making the car turn, back on the gas. Whoever's back to the gas quicker wins. Like, that creates passing. That's that's what yeah. we saw, in and the Xfinity series is close to not being good because in the, it, under, uh, in the, the beginning, so much in the beginning of the, on new tires, they are it's basically who's got the fastest car wide open, you know, and it's just yeah. ba- like the twenty car obviously has the most speed. I'm you could probably take the top fifteen guys in the Xfinity series and they could run the same exact time in that twenty car holding it wide open like that. Yeah. Um, to me, but after fifteen laps or so, you know, when the tires wear out, things get a lot more interesting. Right. That's when you see better races. Yeah. And I, you know, it's a good race like that, in my opinion. Agree. Spot on, spot off. Truex black flagged on early race restart. TJ. This was big. The only reason I will say spot on is because I was told I wasn't there that it was brought up in the driver's meeting. And when they bring it up and they, and this, I actually have a video from May that I saved. And I was curious about it because the guy on the outside, can't change lanes but if the guy on the inside can go all the way to the apron that's changing three lanes or two lanes himself you're gaining an advantage by doing this um and i questioned it then i didn't know they were going to say anything about it but you know if they said something in the driver's meeting about it which david hoots come on the radio and said it was addressed in the driver's meeting he said that over the radio Uh, did you hear him i did hear him. so if he if they actually address it in the driver's meeting and these drivers made the mistake of still doing it then that's on them I am spot off, and the reason I'm spot off is because prior to yesterday, none of us had ever heard of this. So you're implementing yet another new rule, and you're implementing it at a time where a lot's on the line for a lot of guys. Truex went below the white line. He was on the bottom lane. The rule is you can't change lanes. So now he's on the super bottom lane, and he's disqualified. We didn't know that white line on the apron is a boundary for restarts until yesterday. The spotters were not aware. Were you aware? I had no idea. I had no idea. Some of the drivers may or may not have known. If you're going to bring something like that up in a driver's meeting, you can't do it in a video. you got to raise your hand and say, hey, guys, listen, there's a new rule this week. This is what we're doing. I don't think that's the way it went down based on the guys that I talked to going, wait, what? This is a rule. And I think – that Harvick actually followed Truex down there and they didn't black flag him. So it's still inconsistent, right? And then once it's happened and Truex is penalized and you're listening to this whole thing go down on the radio, it's like, okay, now here's the new rule. We can't go below the white line on a restart if we're in the bottom lane until we get to start finish. That's fine. But your drivers and your spotters have to know the rules. If we don't, how can we help, help, help our guy not get in trouble? Yeah, that was frustrating. That's I, ridiculous. I don't understand how one gets it when the other car behind him did the same exact thing and didn't get it. I do not. I don't. I don't agree with that. Um, you know, but I, if they did say something in the drivers' meeting about it and, and say to watch for it, that's on them, in my opinion. But how does one guy do it and not get a penalty? It, it's still, one, yeah. you know, one guy doing get a penalty and the other guy behind him do the same exact thing. And we need that communication as well. Because we can remind our guys, we we spend a lot of our time reminding our guys not to do things that are not permitted. You know what I mean? So this is from May. I remember because I brought it up. Um, this is yeah. This is a replay of the race from May. Yep. They take the green. The first two cars go to the bottom. Yep. And they're all below the white line pushing. 
and again, it was before allowed. Before the start-finish line. But before start-finish, and it was not a penalty. Now, all of a sudden, it is. I mean, man. You guys have a mandatory spotter meeting, right? Yes, no. only at the plate tracks. Yeah, at the plate, plate tracks. tracks. Yeah. So you don't have... You don't have a meeting every week like the driver crew chief meeting. No, no. Do you get a There's handout like the driver info. crew chief handout? <clears throat> There's no. not so enough. So how info. are they communicating to you? They're expecting the driver and the crew chief to communicate with the spotter about rule changes. Usually, when there's something Why like that, they, they would tell us. Usually, text or email usually you guys. Well, we have to check in 30 minutes prior to the start of the race on the roof. So for a 2 p.m. start, typically around 1:30, they're going to hold a meeting and go, "Hey guys, new rule this week. Pay attention to this. Typically, remind your guys. We didn't get any communication on it." That's now, and, and what they're going to say is, well, it's up to your driver and crew chief to tell you that. But, hey, half of them obviously didn't listen, you know, and you say, yeah. well, shame on them. Well, you know what? I went to class a lot of times and I didn't pay attention. So, I mean, it happens. I will say the reason why I think some of it might get overlooked because when you go to that, and I've been to a couple of drivers' meetings, it it's more of it's a. the same every week it's the same stuff and it's more of a show like we got this person here this person here this person here yeah and nobody's really even paying attention probably the driver's meeting has become more of a marketing tool yep. than it is a competition I 100% tool. Agree with you. so when a competition matter is is important it has to be brought to special attention it can't just be thrown into that same boring video that they watch it's not boring. To, it's boring after you've watched it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not boring yeah. if you've never seen it. But having watched it all year, 32 races in, guess what they're in there doing? They're checking their text messages yeah. and playing on Twitter because they've heard this same speech over and over. Yeah, that's a valid valid statement. Spot on, spot off. Kyle Larson eliminated from playoffs after a blown engine. Oh, man. You know, I got, I got to go spot off because that was a title contender right there. Um, that's the guy that had speed, that had enough speed to win a championship. So you know, I gotta go, I gotta go spot off in that aspect. I mean, I, I look at the top four guys, and I think Larson is one of the He's, top four yeah, guys. That was one of the top four that can can make it to Homestead and that can win Homestead and and become a champion. And yeah. I usually don't do this, but and I saw TJ do it as well. When this happened, I walked down to his spotter Derek, and I was like, "Hey, man." I'm sorry. Like you guys have done everything right. You're, you're, you know, just it sucks. But you got another shot. Y'all both real young, and, and it is what it is. But I mean, when you look at just the fact that a mechanical failure cost him a shot at the championship, the same thing later in the season happened to William Byron last year. You know, he's sitting there. He is going to be the truck champion if he doesn't blow up at Phoenix because he goes to Homestead and beats all the guys that were eligible. It's just part of the sport. It's part of the process, yeah. the mechanical aspect. The reason our races are so long is because it, initially it was, let's see who can build a car that will even make it 500 miles. And go fast, too. Well, and now the thing is we can all pretty much do that, but at the end of the day, man, it's still just small parts and pieces that can have big implications yeah. if they fail. We blew up in 2014 in Chicago, first race of the chase. Yeah, that pretty much ruined it. Yeah, from then on. But you know, like you said, though, I think Kyle handled it really well. I read a Twitter uh, tweet that he put out that you know he's like, "Look, I'm 25 years old. There's gonna be a lot more chances at this." So yeah, and he's done fairly well. He he's arguably the most talented race car driver right now, sitting in a seat. I think he's the most versatile. You could probably put Kyle in an Indy car right now. He'd be fast. He's a modern day Tony Stewart. Yep. Yeah, Tony I, was that I agree. way. He's like a young Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, when you look at what he's doing, because he's not in, and I'm not taking a shot at Ganassi because their cars are a lot faster than they've been. 
but he's not in these Gibbs cars. He's not in Stuart Haas cars. I mean, Ganassi's made a big jump in performance. Could you imagine if he was in the 77 or something? I mean, you you look at the jump in performance they've made as an organization, which is a big jump, but then you look at how much better even he is than that. Man, It's that kid's on it. Spot on, spot off. Matt Kenseth is parked after having too many men over the wall under the five-minute oh, clock. What a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty much – all he's got to do is get back out there and finish, and he's transferring, right? And he doesn't. And but we know the rules. I mean, and and the thing is, you say, well, it's one guy too many. Did you hear him afterwards though, where no. he said he doesn't know the rules anymore because they change so frequently? Well, this rule hasn't changed. You know what? What we know is six people are allowed to go over the wall to work on the car. The seventh person is allowed over the wall as long as he or she only services the driver, which means cleans their windshield, gives water them bottle. a water, yep. you know, gives them a Snickers bar, whatever the driver wants. And the reason this rule is in place is because of all these body modifications that these teams were making under yellow, NASCAR couldn't police it. There's too many bodies in too many places doing too many things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, yesterday when I saw the 48 get in that wreck and shoot down through the grass, he comes into work on it, and I was like, oh, Canals is going to trick this thing up because you can now say we were involved in an accident. You have the ability the ability to make more modifications. So this rule was put in place. This this was a huge mistake on the crew guys part, the crew chiefs part. And what really happens is you have to go through scenarios because when we wreck, it used to be and TJ can speak to this too. Our, our crew guys at the, at the racetrack used to also be on the pit crew. So when the car got tore up, those guys on the pit crew could fix the car. Now yeah. they can't. They're athletes. They train all week to change tires, to carry tires, to yeah. jack cars. And when the car's torn up, those guys don't know anything about mm-hmm. that race car. So people like the car chief have to go over. People like the underneath guys, the suspension guys have to go over. Well, when they have to go over, they have to take somebody's place. Well, obviously here, pit crew guys went over and somebody to work on the car went over. And you know what? You're out. Yeah, I, I- – I kind of put it on the crew and, and the crew chief knowing who was supposed to go over the wall at that point in time. Um, I know when we have damage, we count. We know. We know what we got to do, and y- you make sure you got the right guys. Um, and it just sucks that it was such a crucial point in time for Matt to have this happen, but, you know, that's what they chose, and they've held people to account for it before, and they should now. Yeah, Matt's so. comments are, are actually okay, in my opinion, because he's pissed off. You know, but this rule, we didn't just start this. This started over the winter. We heard about it. We saw him kick people out in Daytona, and it's like, okay, that's how it is. And he, they broke the rule. I didn't hear his comments. The, the crew chief is ultimately responsible for who's going on the yeah. field. It's just like in football. If you got too many men on the field, you know, a player wasn't paying attention and a coach wasn't paying attention and didn't call the right play. Most of the time now, when you have damage like this, you come down, the pit crew goes over the wall first. And changes the tires, you know, depending on how bad it is. And then you clearance, then they come back over the wall, and then you send the workers over. You so, send the guys over that work on the car to clearance everything and do that. Matt said, I don't know what any of the rules are. Seems like we get a lot of change of stuff that kind of gets, you know, changed so often I honestly can't keep up with it. My head kind of spins from putting lug nuts out of pit boxes to one too many guys over the wall. You're not allowed to race anymore. I just don't get it, to be honest with you. I'm really... I really don't have a lot of good things to say right now. I'm more than disappointed. And then he goes and thanks to Walton. And he's racing for his livelihood. You know, he doesn't know if he's got yeah. a job next year. He's obviously out of the, the championship conversation. Obviously, winning a championship might help him land a, 
a superior ride. Absolutely. Maybe somebody comes on board Absolutely. and says, hey, Matt, we want to sponsor you in this car. I mean, our, our crew chief communication when the car is torn up, it's, Josh, you stay back. Kristen, you get a helmet. You go over. Like yeah. you, you've got you to account for those six people. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Christopher Bell wins his first career NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Uh, you know, spot on for Christopher Bell. He laid around there in about third, fourth, fifth the entire race. And uh, honestly, he I think the 20 was saving a little fuel, but I think they pulled the reins a little bit too much on him. And, you know, Chris Robbell, he pounced. And I honestly don't think he wins this race. If Eric Jones plays the his cards a little bit better there, I think he crosses him over and wins the race. But he didn't. So, you know, congrats to Chris Robbell. He didn't, he didn't wreck a guy. He didn't hit a guy. He tried a sprint car move that worked. <laughs> Christopher Bell did everything right. And that's why he won the race. And he beat a guy, Eric Jones, who was kind of his protege. I mean, he's the guy that's ahead of him that paid the same way that Christopher Bell's coming up through. Go through KBM, go to JGR. You know, this guy's running full-time next year. He's going to be a championship contender in, in those Gibbs cars. But he did every single thing right. Eric Jones did two things wrong. Number one, he let him get up and get down. He should have, to TJ's point, crossed him over. And number two, if he's going to cut you off that late, hit him square in the ass. It'll send him out through the infield yeah. and you still win the race. Yeah, if you don't like the way he raced you, don't get out about it. Mm-hmm. Don't that's, get out. That's don't where, get out and be all oh panties in a wad over it. So know? this is pretty common with him. You know, when you get out, how about don't saying, powder your monkey in public? We don't want to hear it. <laughs> that's not a saying. He gets out. He gets out and then just totally blames Christopher Bell for wrecking him. Like totally blames him. Like I, I'm sitting there thinking, like first thing I tell you in driver's ed is if you hit a car in the ass, it's your fault. Uh, yeah, he hit Christopher Bell square in the ass. Yes, if you if you if you, it's how it is right now. If you hit a car in the ass, I don't care if you stop for a snail. Yeah, you're at fault. Snail. Who's stopping for snail? Well, okay, stop for a fire snail. Whatever. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> if you hit him you're in the ass, fault. it's your yes. fault. Don't get out. Which you and this has been common with him since the truck days. You know, had an alternator go bad in Texas, got out and stormed into the truck, wouldn't do an interview. How about thanking your guys for working all week real hard? You made a mistake. We'll go get them next week. Here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see us, and we don't. We'll never have this ability. But I'd love to hit a button and then say, "Okay, guess what, Trevor Bain, you get to drive that car this weekend." Guess what, Eric Jones, you get to go drive Trevor Bain's. You'll find out how good everybody is. Fast cars go fast. Eric Jones has never not been in a fast car. So he's in his interview. He's also like, "We finally had a fast enough car." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You've been in the best car all year, bud." Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And that kid's got loads of talent, man. Loads. And you know, a little bit of um, I don't know what you would say. Maybe I don't know if he wants to be like Kyle Busch and can't pull off that persona, or if he just needs know. to go to media darling school. Uh, but but <laughs> media darling, he cool. needs some help, man. Like he, well, needs, he got rid of the mullet. So whoever manages step. him, like uh, they need to, they need to try to help mold this and guy. He's, he's fairly funny, like on Twitter he and can, stuff. He can be like, I'm telling you, he can be an A level guy off the track, absolutely on he the could, track. He could be both, but you also can screw it up. You can. All right, we're gonna take a break. One Main Financial is the largest consumer finance company in the United States, and it dates back over 100 years. TJ, I did not know that, but I did know that if you were in need of a loan and your finances have taken a turn, One Main can help. So race down to the closest One Main branch and get back on track. You know that with more than 1,700 locations, there is bound to be one near you. There's actually one really close to us where we're at right now. So find your closest one main at onemainfinancial.com. Lending made 
personal. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right, we are going into fast lane. Yada, 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 go. You guys are going to debate topics and crap, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk about it. Ready? Josh, have the dinger. Ding, ding. Yeah. You got the do funny? You got that do funny ready, Josh? I got it. (laughs) Brett, you are going first. I can't believe this. One car per organization will be able to test Homestead this week. Should it be open to any team? We shouldn't be testing Homestead at all. It's the last race of the year. Four teams are racing for a championship in all three series. So if you're a truck team and you have a cup affiliate, the cup team goes down there and tests. The truck team can learn from it. If you're a truck team and you don't have a cup affiliate, you don't get any of that data. There's no reason that we should be testing Homestead this late in the season with championship implications on the line and pretty much knowing which guys are ultimately going to race for them. I'm not in support of this. Don't test at all. Yeah, I would. uh... Did we wake you? No, I just don't think we should be testing there either. I want to argue, but I can't really argue it. To me, it's just we we don't need to go there. Like it's like you said, there's we got our stuff figured out now. You know, everyone's ready. Like let's just go race. Let's finish this thing out. And it's probably gonna rain too. Testing, <laughs> and I have to go to this test by the way. But testing oh, is why. a very expensive science project for race teams on NASCAR's behalf. We're going to Homestead to do Goodyear's job, to do NASCAR's job. And guess what? They don't pay our travel. They don't pay for our cars to be built. If we go down there and tear up a race car, it's a half million dollars junked. We're going down there to be a science experiment for the racetrack. And, for, and man, this I, don't, I do not obviously support this test. You obviously do not. Why are y'all testing there? For the Stuart Haas. Where the Stuart I Haas know, car going. But I'm, so that how do they decide who goes? Do you know? Management picks, and you know, I think it has a lot to do with the four team is obviously in contention. They don't want to wear those guys out. They don't want to take a car. They want to focus on getting that car better at the shop and not taking all the. Because you're talking, you're going to take your ten best guys out of the shop and take them to a two day test versus being able to be home and work on your Phoenix car, work on your Texas car. You know, yeah. I would, I would take my A car still. I would take is that you know what you're going to unload with. You know already how you're going to unload. Yeah, but you know how close these cars are. I mean, they can do yeah all kinds of I stuff. I would still. I mean, this is if you're running for a championship at this point in time, you almost want to go, in my I, opinion. I don't think anybody goes. I don't know that any of the guys will go. Yeah, I don't we'll know. See. I mean, it's it, we'll see. I'll tell you. I'll tweet who's down there. <laughs> tweet, tweet. NASCAR will reportedly mandate a standard pit gun for all teams in 2018. Will this positively or negatively impact competition on pit road? I think this is going to even the playing field out a lot more. Obviously, there's it's been known fact that JGR has had some pit guns that have been magic better. Guns. The, the magic, magic guns, yeah, that have been faster. Um, now, you know, I don't. This is going to be a learning curve for these guys. These guys are they their hand speed and hitting them lug nuts is so fast with them guns, and the guns are spinning at such a high RPM. They just touch that lug nut. That thing spins so fast it spins itself tight. So this is going to be interesting on how they do. They have to stay on it longer. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of ifs here, or question marks. Staying on it longer can be a good thing. Make sure you get them good and tight. The JGR guys, MWR guys, back in the day, they put a lot. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars yeah. into these pit guns, and you look at millions. this and you go, "Yeah, we need to mandate it so teams aren't doing that." You can't dictate how how teams are going to spend money. They're finding speed. The purpose of racing is to be as fast as you can possibly be. So once again, we're intervening on pioneering and being innovative. And I don't, I'm not a fan of that. 
The only reason I'm okay with it is because I, I think this is the wrong area to, to spend millions of dollars. I mean, we're, millions of dollars on a pit gun is ridiculous to me. Um, you know, you're already paying these guys a lot of money for their speed already. And they just give them a, the magic gun or whatever. I'm willing to bet Truex has won his million dollars back already this year. Maybe. But this is just an area that I feel like that we don't need to be spending that much money on. Qualifying results from Kansas determine Martinsville pit selections. Do you think this is fair or should pit stalls be determined differently, Brett? We're doing this. I mean, let's set the context up for this before you start my 30 seconds, Josh. So, <sighs> so on Sunday at Martinsville, we're qualifying at noon and we're racing at 3 o'clock. So what teams and NASCAR are saying is you don't have time to qualify for an hour, then pick your pits, and then set your pit up and be ready to go by 3 o'clock. So we're going to go back to the previous week's qualifying, and that's going to set how you pick pit road. That's what we've been doing all year in the Xfinity Series. I actually – Are we starting in 30 seconds? You now? can start the 30 seconds, Josh. <laughs> okay. Dang. I do not think this is okay because Martin Truex sat on the pole at Kansas and will now have the number one pit stall in Martinsville. The only way to earn that pit stall – in my opinion, is to sit on the pole at Martinsville. We don't need – I mean, we used to see the champion, the, the Winston Cup champion, get the first pit stall selection every week. That was part of the deal. They realized it was a huge advantage, took it away. This is this – is, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of it either. The tracks are too different type. You have guys – this – Martinsville is a track for some teams – to come alive and say, look, we got a better shot here. We're not racing. You know, we got a way better shot here. I guarantee guys like Ricky Stenhouse, guys like that are going to Mars. We're like, yeah, man, you know, we're going to get them this weekend because they got they're going to be better there. Their cars are not, are, are more up to, you know, par with what's fast. So I don't feel like it's fair to give a guy the best pit stall selection for a track that's completely different than that. Martinsville is not aero dependent. Kansas was. Martinsville is mechanical grip dependent. Martinsville is driver-based. A driver can make up a little more ground. A guy like Chris Buescher can can take a 25th-place car and run 17th with it. So qualifying should not be thrown Hallie out the window. ran six yesterday. If, <laughs> it, if we need to do it based on practice speeds, there, there are ways to fix this. Yeah, I don't know why you can't just do, you know, the first practice on Friday will also be your qualifying session. Right. You know, or also set the qualifying and the pit stall selection. Right. I don't care. I mean – I'd rather do There's that. There's ways to give fast cars an opportunity to pick yeah. the pits. Or your or your best lap average between two sessions, you know, like to your two best laps average. There's something, something like, we could do. Something like that, but you can't Mark give Truex a guy, does not deserve that first pit stall. I don't agree. I mean, I agree with you that he does not. I mean, it's it's totally different track. Yeah. If he goes and blows out up and qualifying or crashes, he's got the best freaking pit stall. If he goes and qualifies first, I I'll agree with you then. Yeah. But I mean, right now it's not fair. And it'll be that first pit stall will be worth 15 to 20 spots that day. Because you're talking a lot of pit stops at a short track. Every time it's going to be worth two, three spots. Yeah, it's big because you go straight out. Straight out. The round of eight begins at Martinsville. Which drivers will make the championship for TJ? You know, it's going to be hard. To, it's going to be hard to go with the experience. First of all, speed is going to be in it. So Truex is obviously. I don't. I mean, Mark could take a race off already and still be at Homestead. Um, you know, Kyle, I think has the experience to still make it in. Um, my wild cards are going to be the next two. You know, I still think I still think Brad somehow finds his way in. He knows what he's got to do, and he's real a very calculated guy. And then the next one, man, I don't. It's it's toss up. I got to go with uh, you know, I'm going to go with Chase. 
I think the sleeper of Cinderella in this whole thing is is Blaney. He's not going to be in my pick to to make it, but I think he's the sleeper. You know, I think the other thing that surprises me a little bit is there's only two Chevrolets in this thing. You know, Jimmy kind of snuck his way in there at the end, but I got to go with Truex, Bush, Harvick, and and you got to count, got to count Jimmy Johnson in there at this point. That's a tough group right there, it man. It is, man. I mean, Hamlin's a guy that you're looking at. Keselowski, I mean, but. You know what I think is cool is we look down here, and, you know, all last year we talked about Blaney and, and Elliott being in there, and now here they are, eight more, and they're already up there. We're geniuses. You guys are so We smart. told you guys how good these two guys were going to be. The off-the-wall topic, Cardinals quarterback Drew Stanton lost a bet and had to dress like Supergirl during warm-ups. What's the most embarrassing thing you've had to do after losing a bet? I don't gamble. <laughs> well, there's that. Brett gambles all the time, so I'm sure he's lost some pretty good bets. I don't think I've ever had to do anything stupid like this. Yeah, you just bet money. Yeah. I don't bet wearing. Well, me, me and Freddie were watching football on Thursday night, and this guy catches the ball, and he you know, I, he catches the ball. Freddie's going, that ain't a catch. And I was like, it's a catch. It ain't a catch. I said, I bet you 100 bucks it's a catch. He goes, all right. I throw my hundred bucks on a bar. He throws his hundred bucks on a bar. They come on TV and they go, it's rule to catch. I was like, thanks, Freddie. So, I mean, yeah, I do like gambling. Jeez, I a need to drink with y'all. Here not drink. I'm gonna drink some water and win some money. I'll gamble with you anytime you want, dog. I don't think I've ever won a lost a bet and had to do something stupid. Have no, I've never. Mm-hmm. Josh, I mean, I'm not gonna do a bet that says I gotta wear a Clemson jersey. I'm not gonna do a bet that says I gotta wear. <laughs> Get a Clemson tattoo, like I, I there's man. He really hates some Clemson. I have integrity when it. I'm not doing anything <laughs> orange, ever. Well, so I'm, man, not, I'm not going to make Syracuse a bet that's going to make me look that stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So did you it. like? Did you like seeing? I mean, are Clemson you going to take a bet that says you got to wear a Georgia jersey? If, no, I ain't wearing a Georgia jersey for ten thousand dollars. I'd wear it for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. We're going into hashtag AskDBC. Y'all ready? At DudeUpDaddy3 asks, do you think NASCAR will ever do anything about the tire blowouts during the victory burnout? DudeUpDaddy3. <laughs> TJ gets fired up on this one. Well, do you think NASCAR will do anything this about morning. the tire blowout? Well, I mean, I, or no, come it was on, man. Text. So we're sitting under the red flag there, and Dell Jr. is just looking at other people's cars and stuff, and he's talking about quarter panels and stuff, and they're some of them are vastly different looking, and they're manipulating the this after the race so you can't really check them what right. they're doing so i mean you've won seven times this year now okay I, I i'm severely happy when martin wins i love seeing martin win um but we you're like we got to stop this tire blowing stuff to to fix you're doing it to destroy it to hurt the car to get through tech so i don't know i just think if you blow the tire out you're done let's just grade martin truex's burnout okay he just won a race two races ago. It locked him into the next round. He's got a ton of stage points. He's now won another race that he didn't even need to win to be locked into the next round. So it's not like he was sitting there on the outside looking in. Yeah, it came back from two penalties. I mean, yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty I mean, solid you, day for you, Martin. You, you also look at this car and you go, man, surely this guy doesn't want to tear up a good car. do want to burn out. That's how it used to be. When you had a car, you didn't want to mess it up. You didn't want to mess it up. No. But now you look at it and you're like, man – a burnout to me is celebration, and it should 100% be permitted. But to purposefully sit here and blow your tires is excessive. And it does have a lot of things that it allows you to hide in the tech line. And if it's excessive, 
There needs to be something that happens to you. I don't know what yeah. that something is. If it's a fine, if it's a sit out the whole next week's practice, if it's, you know, lose 100 points, if it's you got to kiss a donkey on the ass. I don't know, but there's got to be something that happens. Got to wear a Clemson jersey. I mean, whatever it whatever is. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I, there, I mean, it just needs to go away. It needs to quit. At Hornick J asks, I've always wondered how crew members don't get injured from the lug nuts on pit road. Seems like they would also cut the tires. They the do get injured from lug nuts on pit injured, road. Man. I, you know, we got buddies that listen. I got a buddy named Lee that usually listens to the show. He's a tire changer for Truex. And, and lug nuts light these guys up. Mike Lingerfelt, I mean, they get hit in the face. They get hit in the body. And it creates big bruises and dents. And, man, it tears them up, you know. So, it's a softball legend right there. Sunny. Sunny in the house. <laughs> uh, these guys are like hockey players. Some of them lose teeth because of it. So, I mean, they do. You just don't really see it a whole lot. I'll never forget. I was at Darlington or somewhere, and, and, and all of a sudden these guys were in these tied uniforms, jump over the wall, and they're all wearing helmets. And I was like, man, that's pretty smart. <laughs> these guys, this is the only pit crew on pit road. Cal Wells came in from IndyCar, and in IndyCar they were already wearing helmets. I was like, man, that's pretty smart to put helmets on those guys because there's a lot of stuff going on. And then that was my phone. <laughs> and then it's like NASCAR sees it and goes, well, hell, everybody should wear helmets. Like, And this is one of the reasons. These nug, lug nuts, I'll never forget, man. Dude, you'll hear them hit a pit box, and it'll sound like a 12-gauge shot. Them. I mean, those lug nuts are coming off those spinning tires at 100 miles an hour. And they're hot. And they're hot. Yeah, I would, I would not want to take a lug nut to the face, <laughs> to any part of the body. <laughs> At Davy Center asks, since Martinsville has a 3 p.m. start time, what are the chances lights come into play? And if they do, will it affect anything? It'll be red at it, I believe. Like, if we have any red flags, we're going to probably need them. We're starting at 3.30. Sunset's at 6.30. We're 100% going under the lights, man. This thing's going to end. And, and the, the best thing about it ending under the lights at Martinsville, unlike a place like Charlotte or, or Downforce Track, it's not going to change the racing. It's not going to make it single file where only one groove is fast right around the bottom because the grip's different. This being a short track, man, it's going to just make it have that Saturday night local short track feel. I think it's going to be great. The only thing that would make it better is if it was Saturday night. I agree with you. Then we could have Sunday <laughs> off. That's right. At three, go fast, turn left, asks... Road trip into Martinsville this week from Canada. What's hey. your ultimate road trip song? I mean, you're going to need a lot of road trip songs <laughs> for that drive. <laughs> bro, um, bro you, you need a whole playlist. <laughs> Woo. Shoot, I don't even Podcasts. know. Podcasts. Brett, Brett would repeat Michael Jackson the whole time. Or Biebs. Or Justin Bieber. I mean, can you yeah. imagine driving here from Canada? Nah. Yeah. No. No, it depends on what part of Canada. I mean, if you come down from Niagara Falls, that area is not too bad, but. Uh, anywhere else. Maybe it'll be pretty because the leaves are changing. If you're coming from like Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> if you were coming from anywhere other north of Alberta. Toronto or further than Toronto, it's going to be a long way. Whiskey bent and hell bound. Little Bam. Hank Williams Jr. Uh, are you just looking at your Spotify? Yeah, I'm looking at my playlist. Man, it's hard to beat Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Though. You know <laughs> Like, that song just does it for me. Life, really? life is a Get highway. Oh, man. Living on a prayer. I want to make a change. Oh, so, do you guys have anything to rant about? Hello. Hello. Check one. You know, I, I do have a Check. little bit of a rant this week. Oh. Um, you know, my rant is. Oh, you had to make Madeline's lunch this morning? 
No, I do it a lot, so I'm pretty used to it. But I wasn't expecting it this morning after getting home later. Tamlo was um, being lazy as hell. Yeah, what the hell, man? Man, there's nothing worse than a lazy woman on a Monday morning after we've been gone working all weekend. Yeah, that's right. You're going to get your ass chewed out. No, you're da- Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been right. gone for four days, woman, and now you want me to get up yeah. and make these kids lunch? Yeah, and find the books. <laughs> I saw your you kid's picture your of, uh, what is it, Wacky it Sock and Hair Day? Wacky Sock, yeah, I made them breakfast. Um, <laughs> so my rant begins with the, the, you know, and I don't mind leaving messages open on Twitter and stuff, because it's, it's fun interacting with people, you know, I like I like hearing what people's take, but... Even the trolls? Even the trolls, but when you come at me and tell me you're disappointed in me, and you're disappointed in me and, and what I'm doing with my, what I'm going to do next... Um, without knowing, you don't, you know, you don't know these people, you don't know, like, you don't know what these guys are like away from the racetrack or, or what they do. Um, you know, we're, once you get to know most of these guys, they're pretty fun to hang out with. Like you, you some can bad feedback on Twitter. Well, people just Logano? come at me and tell me like, Oh, well, I'm very disappointed. You don't tell me you're disappointed in me when you have no idea. Well, about how about, how about this? You aren't trying to make them not be disappointed. You don't give a well, I'm just saying. Who cares if people are disappointed? My 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 point is like, like don't did you judge. wake up this morning like, man, I really hope I make these Twitter followers no. happy as hell today. <laughs> I don't want I don't want people to judge these guys. <laughs> I think sometimes some of these drivers get judged before people even know. Them. I think that's true for anyone anywhere. Well, anywhere, but this just you know. goes back to that Michael Jackson song, "Man in the Mirror." You're gonna make a change. <laughs> oh my god! And it's oh gotta God. start with you. It's gonna start with whoever the sent you that message. Needs to listen to this song. Uh, we're going to get like yeah. sued for licensing rights no, we're not. or something. I'm tight with Michael's people. <laughs> <laughs> listen. See, if that guy listened to that song, he wouldn't have sent TJ that of a tweet. Would so, he? if we all listen to a little bit more MJ, we'll all be a little nicer? A little MJ and a little country. If, if these terrorist people listen to country music, they wouldn't blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. They would be at so much better peace. They just want to drink a beer and hang out on their porch with so their dog. So what you're saying is you want to be a diplomat. Yes. I'll just... With Michael United Jackson. You're just going to use Michael Jackson songs. If we, <laughs> if we piped country music into Pakistan, those people would become better people. I just feel like that would... So in your meeting with uh, what's his name over there in North Korea, you're just gonna Kim bring Jong-un. you're gonna bring a Michael Jackson CD and play it for him. If we take <laughs> that little rocket man and we brought him on this podcast, <laughs> first of all, I'll if he dressed if he dressed real stupid, had that <laughs> haircut, I'd be like, hey, bro, Kim, hey, bro. I cut my own hair. I cut my own he hair. Does. He puts a bowl on his head he and he does. cuts around Sit it. Sit down. <laughs> I'm going to fix your hair. <laughs> Kim Jong-un? First and foremost, we're going to fix his hair and his dressing. But the second his thing dressing. is, we're going we're gonna to expose these people to a music culture that is just friendly. What would be the first song you would play for him? Obviously, Man for in Jim the Mirror. For Jim Kong Loggy? Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Kim Jong-un. Rocket Man. You know what, man? A little Randy Travis, Deeper Than the Holler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My love is deeper than the holler. If right. he doesn't speak that English, song though. Yeah. you feel good How about he, yourself. He's going to need a North Korean translator. Well, we can sing English. in North Korean. How's that go? <laughs> like, what's the closest? <laughs> <laughs> holler. They what's still got to say holler because they don't have a symbol for holler. <laughs> what's that rapper guy that looked like him from a couple years ago? Oh, that guy's a... God, that guy. William a, Hung? No. no, no. <laughs> God, it sang that song that we all did. That 
dance to. Yes. Oh, um, oh uh, yeah. Gangnam Style. Yes, Gangnam Style. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst song ever. That if guy I thought... hates America, and yet Americans gave him all this money and attention. He hates America. Uh, his name was Psy, P-S-Y. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. If I saw one more person attempt to do that can dance do in a it? dumb video, I, I can teach you how to do it. I'm good. I can. Can you do it? Yeah, I can do it. Let's see it. I can do any dance. Do it. I can do the dance. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Uh. <laughs> are those pants linen? I don't know. Hmm. Those are from the outlet. That's from my Oakley outlet. Yeah. The outlet. Oh, anyway, anyway, oh, so geez. Brett again. Well, he won DC again. Picks. Sorry, getting close. He won this week. It's not good. Jeez, close, you can he win out and only Elliot, tie. You picked Denny, so Brett is still winning eighteen to fourteen. Here's the bad news: we are going into Martinsville. The bad news is TJ cannot win; he can only tie. That's fine. It's eighteen to fourteen. I damn it had you yesterday. What is the bet anyway? I think the loser has to buy everybody breakfast. Oh right. Why is it always breakfast know, with you people? You know how many times I bought breakfast how, already? How yeah, you used to bring breakfast every day, yeah. every Monday. But then let's, right. go, let's, go, let's make him buy something else. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Make him go to, hey, did you hear they had a shooting at Big Al's or something? Huh? Yeah, I was going to say, Big make him rubberia? buy drinks at Big Al's. I took Kristen to Big Al's once. Thank God they didn't shoot That's at where us. we have our business meetings at the bar. Oh, yeah. boy. We like to schedule them at about 3 o'clock. That way we can get out of work early. <laughs> And then about 3.08, we'll pop a cold one. It's a good time. That's the best thing about working at Junior Motorsports. They'll, when you win, they let you drink beer at work. Beer toast. That's, those are fun. Except William gets milk or a juice <laughs> yeah, box. Milk and cookies yeah, toast. Actually, TJ brings me a juice box, too. Is he 19? He's 19, yeah. He's 19. Wow. How about that? So You're 19 wrong. years old. You going won a cup car. How many Xfinity races Three. this year? Three. Three Xfinity races. You're going into the playoff. You're sitting really pretty. You need a couple more good races. You're, you're going to Hendrick Motorsports to get in a 24 car. And of the three that you won, you won Daytona and Indy. And you're in college. And when you well, land online. at the FBO, your rental car is never there. <laughs> so much cooler Unless you online. go to Chicago and you have five rental cars. <laughs> but could you imagine being William Byron right now? Good-looking kid, great hair, well-spoken. Khakis. In college. What are you trying to say? And rich. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying He's I good. like. He's I'm just good. saying I like to be William Byron right now. He's got it going mm. right now. We need to bring that kid on the show. Let's let's. We He's need. Sweet. We need to. Yeah, but we need to change it a little bit. Of that. He's very calm. Yeah. Dave said it's one of the calmest people he's ever heard in the car. Yeah. His crew that's chief. On, on, that's actually very calmer than Elliot. It doesn't happen a lot nowadays. These drivers. There's are... no way on God's green earth. These are the same tires from here. <laughs> I just laughed because he said God's green earth while he was mad. Hey, Elliot listens to this podcast too, Kristen. I, yeah. That's all right. Don't. I get a free pass. You do? I yeah. think Elliot stays pretty calm most of the time. Yeah. He has a few moments here and there, but. He's very communicative. He doesn't rage like some of these guys. He doesn't scream, leave me that alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Dale Jr. Yeah, basically. I got to know better than that, Brett. Yeah. I'm like, 10-4, uh, man. Right. Spot like, the race. Man, I thought I did great right there. <laughs> Damn it. Spot the race, TJ. Leave me that. <laughs> All righty, then. You got it, man. Oh, Whatever God. you say. Martinsville. Here you guys we got come. a pick. Let's go. I got Harvick. Oh, Kevin Harvick. Yeah. That guy's pretty good. Happy pretty Harvick. Good at Martinsville. Man, I hate to bust your bubble. Are you going to pick Timmy Hill? 
Timmy Hill. Damn, I've already used Kevin Hamlin. I mean, uh, Kevin Hamlin. Kevin <laughs> Hamlin? Yes. I've already used Denny Hamlin. Yep, that was going to be my pick, too, but I used him last weekend. What an idiot. Yeah, that was. Both, that was of, both, of, us both of us weren't thinking about Yeah, you used Denny and Loudon. Man. What that was the idiot. second best one to use Denny. He just used Kevin the Hitman Harvick. I mean, <laughs> you can't. Literally Clint, not a thing. You can't even <laughs> use Clint. You can't use Clint. Clint's pretty good there, Clint. too. Clint's good there. I haven't used Harvick. Can we pick the same guy? Just kidding. Uh, that would Joey Gase would love it if you picked him. Man. He's not even in a cup car, is he? <laughs> I could. I Remember think that time is. Matt Kenseth got mad at your future employer, Joy Logano, at Martinsville? I do. I think you should oh, pick yeah, Cole Quit. Quit. Why am I saying what? What way? Man. Man. I'm in man. a bind here because hey, I walked man. in this room planning on picking Denny Hamlin. Well, well you don't so, pull a TJ. So, and so, so since I can't pick him, I'm going to pick Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy huh? Johnson. What? <laughs> Jimmy Johnson? What is Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> Jimmy do funny. <laughs> Jimmy do funny Johnson. <laughs> it's so stupid. I had Don't somebody. Somebody either told me. Don't so, be a do funny head, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody either told me or tweeted me this week that they love the show because they like your laugh. My laugh's annoying. And it was a girl. Oh. Oh. Yeah, guy. Hey. We're getting fan mail at yep. 30 <laughs> Brett now. did get fan mail. This is the second time this year I've got Mr. fan mail. Mr. Brett Griffin, and they spelled your name correctly. Yep. Ooh. Second time I've got fan mail. Appreciate all you fans out there. <laughs> all two all of two you. All two of you. The last person sent me a sunscreen case that was a flask. What? Yeah. It's what like they knew about? I liked to drink. And that you were pale as <laughs> it was a sunscreen. Oh, what was it? It was a. It looked like sunscreen, but it was a flask. Oh. So then I start googling these things because I'm kind of amazed by it, and I find a tampon one that can be used <laughs> as a flask. Um, that's weird. Do you know about these things? No, I know about flasks. I have a lot. Well, of that's those. these I know, are. I know some some people. Um, in college, they used to like take binoculars in, but yep. the binoculars you unscrew where you look through the eyes, yeah. and it's like two spots for whiskey or whatever. That could be used as a weapon now. Binoculars, those are heavy. So you have to go and look at these cool flasks. But anyway, the last person sent me a flask. This person sent me a letter. <laughs> Please look, stop sunscreen doing the flask. Eight ninety nine for a sunscreen flask. Oh, that's awesome! It looks exactly like sunscreen. Yeah, so we're rolling right into a college game or NFL game or NASCAR oh, that's race. Pretty neat idea. Not that we would suggest you do that. Never. Plus, you can take a liquor into a NASCAR race. You can. True. Yeah. Yeah. Look, not a liquor bottle. <laughs> well, because you can't bring bottles. And I don't know any liquor baby that's in bottle. plastic. Can you bring in a baby bottle? I know some liquor that's in plastic. Yeah, Lord Calvert. <laughs> <laughs> Old English. What was the first What was the first shot you ever took? Oof. How did, the first that my brother ever took was 99 Good bananas. God. I was in high school. I was too. I, was, we, we would go by, we had a bootlegger named Joe Benz, and you would go to Joe Benz. How do you remember that? And you'd buy a Lord idea. Calvert, and you would chase it with Mountain Dew. No, God. <laughs> God, I couldn't do that now. No. no. I think uh, there I wasn't think... anything to do in Pageland. You got to realize. Yeah, I know. We drive through there yeah, on terrible. the way to Darlington. I don't even remember. I don't either. Yeah. yeah I think mine was whiskey, but I don't know. I, I, I think mine was whiskey, kind. too. Actually, my grandma made me drink rock and rye when I'd have a cold. She'd take a big tablespoon and put sugar in it and then pour rock and rye in it. 
the hell's Rock and Rye? It's a nasty ass whiskey, but it was supposed supposed to make you stop coughing. It's, yeah, it's an old Southern remedy because it passed yeah. you out. <laughs> or it's, it's not, well, he's done coughing because he's unconscious. <laughs> drink it, drink it, drink some more. All right, you guys have fun in Martinsville. You got to go to work. Yeah, I got. I got to go I to got work. Stuff to yeah, work. for work. your clients. Work. You work, work from home. I got a twofer with Brett. Uh, Brett, door bumper clear, and then Brett, business manager for his client. Can you believe that financial. Xfinity should be racing Martinsville this weekend? Eh, I'm good. Yeah, no, it'd fine. be a great one race. day show. I got yeah. some laundry to do. It'd one day great. show. Do you not like great mm-hmm. racing? You I love great racing. I would, would, I would rather go to uh, Martinsville though than like Mid Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I, any other road course. Martinsville is a great racetrack. I agree. It's a I've great been there. Place. Yeah. Just good with an off weekend. Just don't stay at Super 8, man. It's bad. I'll stay in Winston-Salem. Yeah. I go home every night. Yeah. Greensboro for me, one-nighter. Yeah. All right. You kids have fun. You have fun. Thanks. You have fun. I we'll will. see you in two weeks at a racetrack Alan, near you. Why doesn't Alan just let you stay home? He said I could if I oh, wanted to. Wh- he makes that much money as an engineer here? Damn. <laughs> Balling. No. <laughs> Thanks uh, to Exalta Studios. Yeah. And one man financial. Let me make personal. And, and, and Alan engineering And degree. Alan, whatever he's Where'd doing. Where did he graduate from? Saginaw Valley State. His dad was a professor there, so Is he got a Michigan? free ride. Mm-hmm. Michigan. Yep. He's a Michigan fan. He got a free ride. Mm-hmm. Trying to give Christian a, a free ride. Person. I mean, he's going to give you a free ride. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you took it the wrong way. You guys are Sickening. Gross. If you gosh. stayed at home, yeah. <laughs> would you get fat? No. Your free rides. I work out every day now. <laughs> every girl I know stays at home, cuts her hair, and gains 15 pounds. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, no. Yeah. We have, we have a gym in our house. Pamela, you're not well, staying at home. The thing. When you stay at home, you should be skinny, but that's not skinny. what happens. Well, I like fitness. I like running. I like lifting. I know. I was going to run this morning, and I'm not going to finish telling that story because it's not appropriate. <laughs> Alrighty then. Great podcast okay. today. Well, thanks <laughs> for one main financial yeah. exalta. Exalta. We will talk to you after the paper clip. Thanks to TJ Majors for uh, calling out his fun and friendly Twitter followers. Yeah. Fun and friendly. Great. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. Okay. Peace. Did you block them? Holla. No, but I got blocked. <laughs> See you. Bye. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, Go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 